This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Three days in a row, we are here in for John and Hugh on this MLK holiday. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And happy holiday morning to you folks in Conyers. Out in wonderful Conyers. Out in wonderful Conyers. Out there, out the uh, super highway, super natural highway, that I-20 stretch between Conyers and Covington. And Covington. Covington. But Conyers has one of the uh, remaining venues from the Olympics that is they still do. functioning, the, uh, the equestrian area. That is still there where they had all the horse. Can you tell events, me the last events. time you were on a horse? Oh man, you don't want to hear about that. Mine either. Yeah. Mine either. Yeah. And it was at a World it was at a Braves one of the World Series game. And I almost died. You own a horse? I was on I was uh, one of the, the mounted policemen recognized me, because we were all out there broadcasting, but he recognized me. And he was taking a break. He was holding us. He said, Would you like are you a horse rider? I said, No, man, I'm from Chicago. Asphalt jungle up there. He ain't riding no horse. Hey man, you never saw McLeod? Yeah, I saw it. I'm not. Okay, I'm not okay. that, Dennis that Weaver. A, that, that. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> he plus he did some westerns before he did that show, <laughs> but he let me get up on his horse. Yeah, yeah. I don't know nothing about horses, so yeah. the horse moved a little bit, just yeah. a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. And I did the worst thing you could possibly do. I pulled back on the reins, Ooh. and that horse went up on its hind legs. Yeah, and it's asphalt right there, and we're standing there where. Um, you know, the turnaround where now if you want to look at what used to be Fulton County Stadium, yep. you got the fence out there where Hank Aaron, mm-hmm. that's where the, the mounted police were. And it's nothing but cement. Yeah. And that horse came, fell over or slipped on the cement and then on me. Yeah. You and Eric could be doing the show. That that that, that would be in bit but yeah. So that was the last time I was on a horse yeah. and did and ha- haven't felt like I missed anything. Yeah, yeah. It's been a few years longer since I was on one. They, they I lived and work in Augusta. There was a big event. I guess they still have it. Uh, cutting cutting horse event. Have you ever seen cutting oh, horses? Oh yeah. Oh. You know you know what they do. They they I know it's very precision like. Yeah. And they they do all kinds of the, and they like set, little break dancing moves. Right right right. Cardboard right, down right, right and they spin around. Oh, pra- practically <laughs> practically right with somebody still on their back right. Yeah. Um, but you, you you know it's going back and forth because you separate one cow from the herd and the cow's natural reaction is to try to get back to the herd. He's going back and forth side and the horse 
horse is doing right. his, doing his best defensive like action. Like, you know, <laughs> if you ever right, seen it, it's like you know I mean? a horse version of Allen Iverson. You know what I mean? He's right. He's doing his thing to try to like keep the cow from getting. The, and so they had like they they you know me being on TV now they said we want to have a celebrity cutting horse. Oh. And so they 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 fixed me up man. they they. they Gave me like a big Stetson, which I still have that Stetson hat. That, that, that Stetson cost about 125 bucks, a big old hat. Um, but anyway, that I did I got some boots because all I had were like some penny loafers that said, Well, you can't go out there in them loafers. You got to you gotta get some cowboy <laughs> boots on. Um and so I got and Did all, they have boots there for you? I got to go. Yeah, they, 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 that, that place they have everything. Okay. They, it has a big, big display, big, you know, you know what I mean, vendors and people who come to town with all the all the cowboy stuff coming right. to town for that type of thing. So you have people that'll fix you up, whatever you want to get. So you get that, and you and so I got on this horse, and I wasn't particular about the horse, saw the cow or not, right? Because <laughs> I don't want him to get into this thing or be holding on to him. So I, I, I'm on the horse, and he walks down, and you know I look and I got him over there, and he kind of like, guess he didn't see a cow he wanted to deal with, so we turned around and we came back, you know. <laughs> Okay. That's that's my experience on horse. You and I, yeah, okay. So you and I, if we don't get on a horse again in life, we don't feel like we missed anything. I haven't missed anything. I've had my experience with them. Yeah. Uh, and people that love riding horses and being around oh, horses. Oh, yeah, now. They there's, there's nothing else like it. Love there's them. Nothing else like it. Now. Absolutely. You anyway, know. Sam and Greg, we're in here for uh, John and Hugh. Shout out, shout out to the Mounted Police, a- 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 APD. Yeah. I saw them. You ever see them over in Piedmont Park or whatnot? They're, you know, they're, they're, the horses are very nice. A couple weeks ago, I had an experience with the police. I had two experiences with the police in the same day. One I'm not going to talk about. The other, I was <laughs> was actually heading here, and I could see that Peachtree was all messed up. So I came around through Ansley Park, through you know, and, and then mm-hmm. zipped mm-hmm. over through here. And there were three mounted police officers mm-hmm. just clipping and clopping and going, going yeah. right down through there, man, t- together, riding in unison there. And just I stopped, and I waved at them, and was like, I don't get to see this that often. Yeah. So especially given the situation I had just – a half hour before that. Okay. But I was, everything was fine. I was, everything was, I was fine. let everything go, was but good. I was hustling in a way I shouldn't have been. Oh. And, and, and it wasn't Atlanta's finest. It was, it was them boys that take care of you from top to bottom of the state. Okay. Ah, the state people. That's right. Wonderful state and, folks. But anyway, thank you. As we sit here on this uh, day, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Remember, when Sam and I um, do this four-hour show, we get you started for a day of sports, usually on Saturday or Sunday. But today, obviously... There are a number of events going on. Of course, Monday Night Football tonight. The Hawks are playing. So we're your opening act for this day. Well, actually, of remembrance, to be honest with you. Yep. That's first and foremost. Well, remembrance, but also uh, they always said make it be a day on instead of a day off. Uh, Do some type of active service. Uh, Today is the thing that's always been recommended. And there, you know, as we mentioned yesterday, there are some of our neighbors who are in need down on the south side of town. Um, you know, still getting back. They're still getting the power turned back on uh, down in the Griffin area, down in the LaGrange area. Uh, those folks, I'm sure, would um, and hopefully we hear from someone this morning to let us know what's needed. If we had a chance to go in and see what's needed and uh, really survey the area and, and the damage. We know that a lot of people going to have to be, homes are going to have to be restored and repaired in different ways. Um, we'll check to see if there's any damage at any of the schools. I haven't heard of but any of the, uh, the damage, any damage at either place, either in Troop County or in Spalding County. But um, hopefully this morning if we find out there's a need for something, we will pass it along. Again, we've got uh, a number of sporting events going on today, but we, of course, getting ready for the Hawks and the Heat. We've mm-hmm. been talking about these last couple games. they got some wins. You talked about the movement of the ball. We talked about a, a, a play of this Hawks team that we didn't see a lot of in the first half. Hopefully we'll see more of it. 
in the uh, in the second half. And whatever they need to do, chemistry wise or you know, off the court situations, get those things taken care of right now, early January. But what we've seen these last couple of days will be put to the test against this Heat team. It will, and the night against the Heat, and then. Uh, this week against the Mavericks. Mavericks, yeah. We're going to have that on uh, Wednesday, too. But, of course, today, Heat, Hawks, 3 o'clock pregame, tip at 3.30. Then followed by the Cowboys and the Buccaneers mm-hmm. tonight. Pregame, 7.30, kick at 8. We're going to run down what we know so far as the playoffs for the uh, upcoming week. There's one more game. <sighs> one more team that needs to be slotted of these two. Okay. And the, the side stories with this Cowboys-Buccaneers game is, is is something that we're going to get into today. People have already got Brady out of Tampa Bay. Yeah, they're already trying to yeah, figure out where he's going got. next year. That's it, amazing. So we'll talk, we'll talk about that. Now, throughout the show, Kyle Sandy first. If you follow us on the weekends, you know Kyle Sandy is the go-to person for anything having to do Kyle, uh, high school basketball throughout this state. And today is a big day. It is a big day. So he's going to join us before the end of the hour. Russell Baxter. Who we don't talk to enough. That's the guy who's going to come out here and tell us everything we need to know about what's going on on this wild card weekend and what will come next weekend. This is what he does. So Russell Baxter is going to join us coming up. I want you to talk about our 740 guest, uh, Tamar Johnson. Tamar Johnson, uh, one of the top draft picks in this past spring's baseball draft. Uh, Big because he's from Atlanta. Big because he's a product of Atlanta Public Schools, uh, Mays High School. Um, and so he's going to join us at 740 just before he gets his workout. He works out around 8 o'clock every day. And we just want to catch up. with There's this wave of um, of young black players who are looking to make their way into the major leagues. They got a little nickname for themselves, Breakthrough Boys. And a lot of them are from the metro Atlanta area. So we want to get a chance to get to know them, uh, let our listeners get to know them before they head off for spring training. And we're going to follow these guys as they make their climb. I mean, so it's, he's shortstop. Um, that's my position. He, he's, well, you, you want Middle to talk infielder, to him. That's you, want to, me. you want to ask him Short about it. Second. So um, it, it looks like great things coming up for him. So he's going to share some time with us this morning. Middle infielders, not necessarily fast, but quick. Have to be. Have to be quick. Have to be. Yeah, I'm, I mess you up in the first 20 feet. <laughs> but don't let me do a 100-meter run thing. Yep. Um, speaking of horses, did horse? you run any kind? Well, we were talking horses a little bit last time you were on a horse. Yeah. My question is, as we sit here and talk about speed and athleticism and infielders and things like that, what I, I can't remember, did you play baseball coming up? I mean, other than just recreationally. No, I, I played with people playing for a little bit. My problem was the curveball. Could not hit it. <laughs> they made a movie about that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it just it, that was it. Downhill, that was all. But but always love playing. And it's a, you know, it's a thing. We're talking about this new wave of black players. I'm curious to figure out who they look up to. Because in the past generations, we had players that we could look at, watch games, and identify with and say, okay, I want to play the game because I like how this person plays or that person plays. And I wonder who these guys look up to. And I know where you're going for, and I have no problem with what I know the – well, I, I – We don't know what the answer is going to be. We don't know what the answer is going to be. But I, I think what you're reaching for, is there an American player that they look – Look to well, is that what you're going whoever, for whoever they look up to. Okay, well, I would imagine there's a bunch of players, you know, and you can talk about, you know, I'd like to be eventually Albert Pujols and what his career was. You know, nobody, nobody gonna say, hey, Rod, you know, they but, may. Well, then they'd be. We'll, you know, we'll ask them when they say. Well, aspire to just kind of cut some corners then. Well, no, they they, they aspire to be a great great know? player, wouldn't be a great player, and you hang out with J Lo. Ain't a bad life. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> If you make you make it to that level, you can attract that you know type of following. 
Um, there is a new book that's been written. Oh, oh, what, what, before I get to that, yeah. Um, what I was going to say is that coming up at eight o'clock hour, we're going to talk Aussie Open, and the changes not not as blatant, but I think the changes in the world of tennis that's going on right now are as significant as what's going on in the world of golf. Two sports played by individuals, and there is a there's just been this upheaval. In the sport now, we know what golf is because you got this competitive league, and and they're just trying to you know steal everybody by throwing money at them, and it seems to be successful at this point. What's going on in tennis is a little bit more subtle, and you got these young players who are making a pocket full of money early, and some of them ascended to the number one position or top ten, and they're just walking away. Or we're finding out, and not just Naomi Osaka, but there's some who are just having a hard time dealing with the celebrity that they have become on the tennis tour. Or the rigors of just being on the tennis tour. There's a number of reasons, but tennis is seemed to be, right now, without with, with the three major stars exiting stage left, meaning Federer, Nadal, um, and, oh, who's um, Djokovic? No, Djokovic isn't leaving. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, on the women's side. Oh, Serena? Uh, Serena. Yeah. Thank you. So with them leaving, those are the people who brought folks who weren't hardcore tennis fans to the TV. They're gone. Who's bringing them to the TV now? And, so that's and, part of what this tournament's all about. Well, I'll tell you what. If it's, if it's Djokovic. Well, that's you. That's. But the people want to see great tennis, by, and they don't, they don't care about personality. They want to see great tennis. And, and that's you guys, see, though. Well, I mean, tennis that's, fans. a lot of people want to see, see somebody that's great and and sensational. I, and the one one person that we have lost overnight that you want to see um, is Curios. Yeah, he, that's he, see, he, he I'm done with it now. He's with the tournament. You gotta have you gotta have that yin and yang in a sport, especially a sport that has, you know, where it's just individuals doing what they do. Other than the people who follow that sport, there's no reason for them to tune in. It's like, listen, I'm going to the extreme, but it's like when Tiger plays, people who don't care a, about golf will watch. When Serena played, the same effect happens with tennis. And, you know, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer kind of did the same thing, not on the same level as Serena, but why am I, why am I tuning into tennis if I know that Djokovic is going to just run through everybody like a hot knife through butter? I want to see him get played with by Curios. While the Curios wins or not, it's that, you know, that, that struggle, that conflict that's going on that's not necessarily part of the game. It's that head game going back and forth. And that's the kind of thing that I enjoy and I think people see, especially when Djokovic <laughs> loses it and gets aggravated with Kyrgios. That's the kind of thing I think I think folks sustains. want to see. I, I think folks want to see the game play well. And you know what, but yeah, you're right. You, you want to see a John McEnroe type character. It always makes more sense when you when, when you have that. And maybe and maybe one of those guys emerges the next couple of weeks. That's why you tune in. I want to revisit something that we talked about. Yesterday, I'm going to bring it back to the show and, and, and have a couple more examples for you of parents and kids. And I'll leave it at that, and I'll explain later on. But up next, we're going to talk about these uh, NFL games. Wildcard Weekend continues. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. So very much from 
what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, 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 oh. wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com on this MLK holiday and... Good choice, Mr. Crenshaw. Yeah, you can't hear Teddy enough. On this uh, this Monday morning, uh, again, we got, we've got a packed show here. We're going to talk about a number of things. We've got some authors coming up. We've got Bob Rathman joining us. It's the first time we've talked to Bob in a while. Um, specifically, we haven't talked to him since uh, he became national news, but we love us and Bob Rathman. That's going to be coming up later on in the show. We want to take a second, and this happens every once in a while to pretty much everybody in this business. Depending on what time of day that your show is on, sometimes things break during your show. Sam and I, either we're the beginning or we're the end of a major event that happens. Um, Yesterday morning, we were in the beginning, and the news was coming down the pike about the tragedy that struck the Georgia football program. And we were, like everybody, gathering information in those beginning stages. Statements were put out there, but... uh, Finally, after X amount of hours that, um, you know, we're getting some some good news. People are um, getting better that we're in the hospital. But we want to revisit what we uh, we know from yesterday and how this has played out the last 24 hours. Mr. Yeah, the, the, the Devin Willick, if you haven't heard by now, the, the Devin Willick of the Georgia football team, along with a, a team staff member, uh, Chandler LaCroix, both lost their lives in a, in a car crash, single car crash, in the wee hours of uh, Sunday morning. And um, it's something that's been really uh, devastating for the Georgia football program, for everyone involved and at the university, uh, especially after a, a big day of celebration and a week of celebration of winning really? a, a national championship, uh, to have this uh, happen to some people who are part of the program that everyone really knew. There were two others in the car that were hospitalized uh, yesterday. We know that one was Tori Bowles. She's also um, part of the football a staff member and offensive lineman Warren McClendon, Warren McClendon, of course, one of the uh, the starters on the team and one of the, the the well-known players on the team, 21 years old. McClendon has been released from the hospital. We found out reports now. Uh, he was he was listed in in serious in uh, stable condition. Uh, Bowles continues to be critical condition. This is I'm picking up this from the UGA Insider with uh, with with 11 Alive, uh, according to their website. So just passing those notes along. McClendon has apparently been released from the hospital. Uh, Bowles is still listed there in critical condition, but still something that a lot of people are reacting to, uh, finding out about yesterday. And, um, you know, there's no classes today at no. UGA, but I'm still fi- I still figure a lot of the, the students are, are probably just going to find time to uh, kind of put their arms around each other uh, and just, just reflect and uh, give each other support. Uh, the university uh, athletic director and, and president have both pledged to have uh, whatever – um, needs to be on hand for the for the uh, students as well as the student athletes. You know, any type of uh, mental or emotional uh, counseling that they may need will be provided for them. Uh, but just just send your your thoughts, your prayers, your good wishes toward those young folk. I mean, at a time in life when you're supposed to feel like, you know, the 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 world's your oyster, so to speak. Right. Uh, and then to have this reminder that, that that life is fragile and it can be fleeting. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety two nine game, ninety two nine the game dot com. In for John and Hugh on this MLK. Holiday will also be the first hour of um, Steak and Sandra, the Steakhouse. There were a number of statements that were put out yesterday. I'm not going to read them all, but we'll read this one from Kirby Smart, just in case you're wondering. We are all heartbroken and devastated. 
with the loss of Devin Wilcox and Chandler LaCroix. Devin was an outstanding young man in every way and was always smiling. He was a great teammate and a joy to coach. Chandler was a valuable member of our football staff and brought an incredible attitude and energy every single day. We grieve with their families for this tragic loss and will support them in any way possible. We see this from time to time. It doesn't always necessarily fall into the realm of sports, but this is real life, unfortunately, kicking us in the gut in a way that you go from one level of euphoria throughout the course of this week. Now you celebrate the reason for that excitement and everything that's gone along with it to what happened shortly thereafter. Yeah, yeah. Ain't yeah. no way to explain it and no way to talk about it. No. I mean, because sometimes there are no words. I mean, when something like this happens, it just shakes you and uh, and jars you, but it but reminds you. Right. And um, so that's what we're thought so tonight. McClendon, remember, had already declared for the uh, upcoming draft, the NFL draft. So he's one of those players that uh, the people are watching, the NFL scouts have been watching, so I'm sure a lot of concern, not just about him playing pro ball, but just his well-being, his health and well-being, and right. that he's managed to survive this uh, horrific accident. And they they were actually talking about it at the service uh, yesterday. Um, President Biden was here, and, and uh, uh, Senator Warnock, and, and and they mentioned this tragedy. Say yeah. your prayers for the folks out there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety two nine The Game, ninety two nine The Game dot com. As I said, in for John and Hugh. Let's let you know what's coming up later on today. Uh, this is a day when you talk about the MLK holiday. There's got to be some basketball going on. There's a lot of it, of course, led by our Hawks. We Haw- started it. Yes, right, right. Here. You know, and, and you know, there've been some years when the NBA did not include. Atlanta. I remember you getting King. all oh, how, frothed up about that, how too. Could, how could they? How dare them? Have <laughs> the audacity when we we invented the game. Yeah. You need to get David Stern on the phone then. Oh, man, you know. <laughs> well, I had, I had things with him anyway one time. He came to town. So, you know, you know, he he I was think, the godfather. Okay? Yeah, he was. He had a way know, of walking through life. He, and, he, he would. And, and, and nothing stuck to him, right? No, you know what no, I mean? Nothing. He, I was like, you know, we want our team to be better. Well, what's the problem? You're the Sixth best team in the. Oh, I want to be sixth best team. <laughs> that be, what he said? Oh, yeah, yeah sixth best team. Uh, yeah, in the I'm, I'm like what? <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, David Stern. He ain't have much use for me after that. But you oh, know. he had a bunch. Listen, that dude walked out <laughs> on Michael Jordan in a meeting early on just to make a point and to be who he was. But yeah, he set the he set the stage for what I still believe is a, a career that deserves. If they gave out all these awards, they read they rebranded them in the NBA, there should be some award or something with his name on it. Because you can talk there about it. There is in there. It's got some international connection to it. Yeah, right. No, right. it needs to be international. It needs to be here. It needs to be where nah, he did his he work. He did his work and internationally. It wasn't just here. That was part of what it made him great. Here. But he brought this league in this country to the level, helped bring it to the level it is right now. He saw what he had in Magic and Larry. He knew he needed a television and he took partner. It worldwide. And well, he didn't take it worldwide initially. And by no. the way, when that started, it fell flat. Because remember, Ted Turner was trying to help him, and we here in Atlanta, Fratello was coaching him. We were one of the early teams to go out cross seas and try and get some players, right? Ain't work out that well. But no. well, you know, he, there's he, a beginning when to when everything. He did the Olympics, that, that 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 changed everything. That was the big game changer. Dream team, man. You know, you know what's what I mean? funny you say that. I was thinking about this yesterday yep. when we were talking about, oh, what was the analogy had having to do? Oh, the, um, wait a minute, wait a minute I want to get this right here. Yeah. The 
the video from last week where David Pollock is sitting next to Nick Saban okay. for the pregame show. Right. And David Pollock is – he's answering a question. Yeah, he just didn't die to take a shot at him. But he's basically telling everybody who's going to listen and saying, yeah, what you guys are saying is right. Georgia is now the top of the heat. We're the team. We're the program. And he's saying it right to say it. And Saban had to just sit there. And he's making all these faces that went viral. <laughs> like in, his, in his nice Aflac blue jacket that he had on there. But what I was thinking about, <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what, what that moment made me think about was this. There's the famous story, you brought the Dream Team, where they had the practice after a game where they were just kind of sluggish. And Chuck Daly made them get down there and practice the next day. They're in Monte Carlo, you worst places to have a practice. Hey, how about that? But it was that game that Magic had his guys, Michael had his guys. And it became heated. And Magic Johnson, as the story goes, wouldn't shut up. He was being magic, right? And it was irritating, among others, you know, Michael Jordan. Now, this is 92, right? So Magic's been out of league a minute. He just came back for this. Michael's got two championships, but he ain't got five. So Magic still thinks he's the top of the heap. Yeah. And it was this game where things got heated to where (laughs) the torch was passed. To the point where Larry Bird, who was laying there on the sidelines, laying, by the way, is the word, because he could, his back was so messed up. He said that they sat there, him and Magic, and Jordan walked in the room and was like, there's a new sheriff in town. you know. And everybody on that team knew, while Magic continued to try to let it be known that he's back and he's Magic, uh-uh, this is Michael's league now. This is kind of what I was thinking about when I saw Pollock do what he did to Nick Saban. And Nick Saban kind of had the same face as Magic Johnson did back then when Michael sort of took it to him. It, it, when this sort of thing happens, this, this paradigm shift, when you watch it, regardless of the sport or the business, whatever, it's always, to me at least, really compelling. And there's no blueprint to do it. And it, when it happens, it usually the person who's on the receiving end of it, at times you feel kind of sorry. Yeah. I don't know that I felt sorry for Nick Saban. Because, no, again, no, Kirby's no. got two. Oh, don't, don't, don't feel sorry seven, for Nick Saban because you know, he came over here and picked, and picked the, 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 the tree clean as far as recruits this year. Yeah, oh, he's going to be he's, back. No, oh, I know he's, they're going to be back. He's going to be back. Now, it's going to be back. But the conversation you know I mean? shifted. You know, I don't know if it's completely shifted. I mean, there's two. We know, you know, that, that uh, who, who Kirby is like emulating and who he is to the T. And then he's added on to that. But we know that the, the recipe – is what he saw when he was working over in Tuscaloosa. And he's brought the same, you know, thing here. And he did it in a way that those other two disciples couldn't do it. Jimbo, yeah, he, he got his one, but he did it at Florida State. Yeah, he beat Saban, but still, as a program, ain't nobody worried about them. And then you got Dabo over there in Clemson. Well, he's not a disciple. Well, he was going to come back to Alabama. No, you did. You said he's not going to do that. Well, no, I know he's not. No, you, you argued that, that he was. I, I say that. But I don't, I don't think he is. Out. And and if Saban it, walked out the door today, he, he, he's still going to get a phone call. He can get a phone call, but he's not going back. But my point for saying that is those were the two names you heard as the guys who were going to ascend or at least come after come after Nick and his records and so on and so forth. And Kirby just leapfrogged over both them dudes. They don't, they're not even part of the conversation anymore, right? <laughs> you know. All right, then. So I'm saying as you watch this play out, that's some of the side stories that I enjoy. I enjoy watching this. I enjoy watching this changing of the guard in a way where one of them is still like, yeah, well, I ain't left yet. And it's, it all gets back to that competitiveness that we see in sports, even on the coaching level. Absolutely. Absolutely. But right now, Georgia is in the driver's seat. Yeah, they are. Uh, and with the schedule, I don't know if you looked at that schedule for next, for next, next season. 
you know, it's just a couple of speed bumps. That that that's to me. That's why everybody is saying a third national championship because the way it's been, you know, kind of seen there. Unless somebody really catches fire in the East uh, and, and pops up. I mean, we saw Tennessee be better. They got to replace their quarterback. We don't know how that's going to go with them. They are better, you know. South Carolina, you know, we'll see what, what if they're going to hang it. Florida, they still got a lot of come up to do. You know, right now Georgia has that domination in the East that gets them back to Atlanta or at least the, the conference championship Well, game. you got one more year to have that attitude and that approach because then when we get into this 12-team playoff, all bets are off as far as discussing And things. also by that time, <laughs> Oklahoma and Texas come into this conference, yeah. conference and you wonder who comes over to the East because somebody from the West got to come over. And that's a, that's a conversation nobody wants to have. Well, I don't worry about it anymore because I'm no longer commissioned to the Big Ten and, and conference. I'm running the Bears. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Kyle Sandy is going to join us next on this MLK Holiday Weekend. There's lots of basketball on all levels, and we're going to talk the high school level up next. Sam and Greg in for John and Hugh. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, glory, 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 oh, glory, Sports glory. Radio, 1990 the game, and 1990 game. On this King Holiday Monday, glad you're with us, Sam and Greg with you. Nine floors up in the Kia Studios on the Monday, sitting in. <laughs> are we that? Are we are we sitting in? We stand sometimes, and we just we stand. And we we stand actually and we, we just sit. took over this show. We really? Yeah, we just okay. took it over. We're Johnny Hugh. Yeah, yeah. And they're happy to have. And have they are. Here. They're happy that we. Yeah, John Fricky is sitting there, just laying back and just enjoying this like a Sunday morning. Yeah, he is. As well, he should. And, and so is Steak and Sandra. Yep. Because we as we get get into we go into that time we cross we as well we're crossing our streams a little bit of everybody got to watch it. that you know the Ghost, Ghostbusters taught us that <laughs> can I say something before we get to our guest go ahead and I'm sure he would have something to say about this too okay of all the insignificant things that I talk about on the course of the day uh, when we we do our shows this is one that I find just unimaginable but it happened and we kind of remember it happening but I forgot about the detail of it on this day. Mr. Crenshaw, 1981. Do you know who was mugged? What famous person was mugged? I'm not doing this effervescence and over okay, the top because okay. yeah, it was yeah, mugged, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's significant. You know the heavyweight champion was mugged on this day. Former heavyweight champion at the time being. Okay. Leon Spinks was mugged on this day. The reason this is a story, yeah. the assailant stole his teeth. Oh, and that, that, that was the thing you didn't want to do to him. That was the one thing. That was the one thing you Leon didn't want to do to Leon had his gold dude, teeth stolen, man. Oh, that's, uh, that's not good. That's, that's messed not, up. That, that's not good. I'm sure that. Kyle Sandy was a big fan of Leon Spinks. No, he don't know, he don't know about it. Well, do we have him ready to go? I hope so. He, well, he let's is. bring him in here. Yes, good here he is. morning, Kyle Sandy. How are you, sir? <laughs> hey, See? good morning, guys. How are you guys doing today? We're thinking about that. We're thinking about, you know. That event, you, how's your new year going so far? And and the day's events, man, this is one of those days where high school basketball, basketball period, comes to the forefront. So we need to know what's happening on the high school level, and you're the guy to go to. 
Oh, yes, sir. There's a lot of good basketball being played all across the state, especially if you're in that metro Atlanta area. Uh, boy, oh, boy, you have a lot of good options. I mean, you got the Dream Challenge over there at Campbell High School, loaded with a lot of really good boys' games. Uh, you got the MLK Classic over there at Holy Innocence starting at 10 a.m. They got two gyms going. They got boys' and girls' action. Got a couple other stops across the way. You got Chapel Hill hosting all boys today. Berkmar has a few games. Eagles Landing, I believe, is in action as well. And even North Oconee, if you're on the outskirts of town over there in Bogart, Georgia, they have a nice little slate of boys basketball. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention even Forsyth County is hosting some games as well over there at South Forsyth for girls games. So there is some good basketball being played all across the state. So if you have today off, celebrate MLK Day by going to a gym and supporting some student-athletes. Yeah, well, what is it has made that really uh, uh, you know, catch, catch on and uh, become really big here in the metro Atlanta area? And we talked about a number of areas where events are going to be taking place. A lot of these teams will be local teams, but occasionally you find teams from out of state uh, that come to this area uh, to play on this day. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Atlanta obviously is, is, is such a hub culturally – um, speaking with everything going on. And then even, of course, with basketball, it's always been a hotbed for talent. You see these players in high school go on and play at the next level. So, uh, And the next level being college and even more so into the NBA. So a lot of schools from out of the state um, make it a point to come to Atlanta, not just for this day and this weekend, but all throughout the season. Um, you know, the top teams in the state of Georgia host teams from Alabama, from Florida, from Tennessee, from all over the country. Uh, you'll see some of the best programs across the nation stop by the metro Atlanta area to see uh, some competition against some of uh, the metro Atlanta's best. Uh, so Georgia, when you think about high school basketball, boys and girls, um, a lot of it always starts in the state of Georgia in that metro Atlanta area, which is how good our teams are nationally, both boys and girls. Sam, when's the last time you've been on Kyle's site? Oh, uh, last week. Okay, well, I'm on it now, and I just took his little his little poll there. You know, who's the best team in the state? I want to ask him why he Uh-oh. chose the teams he's got, but before that, you see, you got to see the picture once you vote and you click on the result, and there's this picture of our boy here in a bow tie, suit Oh, he dresses and it up now. He he's dresses it up. smooth. He don't play around. Oh! <laughs> I'm more than a little impressed with that. That was that was Kyle. That was very very nice. But let me ask you a question for those who don't follow high school as much as you guys: Why these teams? Why the? I mean, the team you said and the question is, and it's on your site. Who is the best team in the state? You got Wheeler, you got McEachin, Grayson, Norcross, Newton, Pebblebrook, Grovetown, Kell, Tri Cities, McDonough, Sandy Creek, West Side Augusta, Kings Ridge, Green Forest. I don't even know or other. Yeah, so those are the teams. Yeah, those are a lot of the teams that opened up the season ranked number one and their respective classifications are close to number one. So when you think of Georgia, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of uh, great teams. You know, I'm looking at this list right now. Uh, a team that should definitely be on there is Eagles Landing. They're undefeated. Uh, they've been terrific all season long with how well they play in transition. They've made it to multiple state title games over the past two years. Won one, then lost one to uh, Tri-Cities a year ago. But when you think of the state of Georgia, these are some of the best teams. These are the best programs with the highest level players that are going on to play at the next level. These teams, a lot of these teams are playing national schedules. Um, you got like Wheeler with two players going to USC. 
uh, McEachern. We just had Ace Bailey just committed to Rutgers just the other day. Grayson's obviously a team you hear about uh, year in and year out. Norcross, the defending state champs, and even Newton, uh, a really good team with Stefan Castle going to UConn. So those are just the teams. Um, you know, if you polled a bunch of, I guess you could call them hoop heads across the state of Georgia, if you said who's the best team in the state, um, probably 10 out of 10 people, if I'm including Eagles winning on this list, um, their choice of the best team in the state of Georgia is going to come from one of these 10 or 12 teams listed here. Uh, that's just kind of the consensus. And it's always interesting because, you know, I do the rankings as far as the best teams in each classification goes, but it's really uh, cool to take a step back and think, who is the best team in the entire state? If we had a, a tournament of champions from each classification, who would really win if we had a, a, a you know, um, an, a round robin or something like this with all the classifications? Who really is the best team? And I think the best team in the entire state would come from this group of teams listed here on the website. I was actually had a question for you, and then I saw Mr. Crenshaw was <laughs> going to so, oh, no, ask man. questions. And then when you I didn't gave mean to back, mess you up, man. No, and I, I just went right out of my head. It just well, My question okay. just left me. Okay, well, you think on your question again. Okay. I, I'll mention this. And by the way, we want to remind everybody, we're talking with Kyle Sandy, and he is social. Yes. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, find Sandy Spill, first of all, at Sandy Spill, uh, at Kyle Sandy, also on, on the, on the Twitter. Cal Sandy three fifty five. Um, you mentioned a couple of teams that are in that are in this poll. You have and two of them are facing off today uh, over at uh, at Campbell High School. You got Eagles Landing taking on Green Forest. I think that's the nightcap, the late game over there. So some of the teams that you're listing here, uh, two of them will actually be squaring off today. Yeah, that's going to be a, a really big game. Obviously, Green Forest with the two seven-footers and Guy Scholl going to Mississippi State and D.K. Manuel, who's going to be a Georgia State Panthers. Uh, so I'm sure you'll know all about him in due time. Um, but Green Forest has such great length inside, whereas Eagles Landing, they have Kenneth Brayboy, six-foot-seven senior that's a really good athlete, has been getting better and better. But it all starts with their guard play. David Thomas is signed to play at Mercer. He's been one of the best guards, best point guards in the state of Georgia since day one. And then Kylan McKinney is a really scrappy, super athletic point guard that has really burst onto the scene this year, his senior season. So you're looking at a game that's going to be coming down to the guard play of Eagles landing and the pace they like to play at, 100 miles per hour. They play incredibly hard versus Green Force, who will get out there and press some, uh, but loves to use their size and try to dump it inside. Uh, so if this game is a track meet and it goes up and down, Eagles landing has a stark advantage. But if you're looking at Green Force, if they can kind of slow it down and make it a half-court game and try and make Eagles landing score over top of their length, um, it's going to be a very close game. I remembered my question, and it had to do with somebody else we were talking about high school basketball with, and I wanted to ask you specifically. You, you talk about these teams who have been powers for a period of time, but my question is, was there a program that ascended from COVID that became an unexpected power? That you get, you know, they've been kind of hanging out there, but all of a sudden, for whatever reason, or conversely, the other way, they were something. COVID hit, boom, they're not the same program that they used to be. You got a couple examples of that? Well, I think a team that has really emerged as one of the the best teams. Maybe now they might not be able to beat some of these super elite seven A schools, but a team that could beat pretty much anyone in the state, or at the very least hang with anyone in the state. I think it's that West Side Augusta team. They're currently ranked number one in Class 2A. They won the state title a year ago. They returned everybody, pretty much everybody on their roster uh, last year. They got a really good senior forward, about six foot five, Kalon Hudson, a really good player. 
had 30 points and 20 rebounds. Uh, their previous game last week against Butler, which was a rematch of the state title, uh, he's a really good player, and they have some other um, Jalexis Ewing, a, a, a phenomenal athlete that plays above the rim, gets a lot of steals, gets a lot of highlight dunks. That West Side team, you know, you really never heard of West Side all that much as far as being a state title contender, but this senior group, they grew as freshmen, as sophomores. They win the state title as juniors, and now senior year, I think West Side is pretty much as good as anybody in the state can play anybody to the final wire. Fantastic. Yeah, and one last question before before we let you go. Um, you talked about the the up and down the floor tempo. Are we seeing that the result of having the shot clock statewide yes. now? What, what what impact do you is that part of it? I know it's in the DNA for some teams to play at up tempo a different pace. But what uh, impact are you seeing that statewide so far, Kyle? Yeah, not you know, not a whole lot. I mean, obviously, in the in vogue style of play is playing faster and faster and faster. It's not a lot of coaches that want to sit there and run sets and you know run off thirty seconds of action and ball screens. And you know, let's be honest, a lot of kids don't want to defend for that long for each possession either way. Um, so you know, the biggest thing you see with the shot clock is end of game scenarios and end of quarter, end of half. Those are the biggest areas that you see it. You don't be able to see teams just hold the ball and uh, have to be fouled. Uh, let's teams that are trailing have a little bit more leeway of being able to get back into the game, knowing that they don't have to foul immediately. They can go for some steals and try and, uh, you know, get the ball back. You have to have uh, good coaching on the sidelines that's, you know, good with numbers that can dictate, you know, okay, we got X amount of seconds left. Do we need to foul? Can we wait it out and try and get a stop here? Uh, so it's led to a couple more exciting finishes. But in the middle of the game, you know, away from the end of the game, you're not seeing a ton of shot clock violations or anything crazy like that. But, uh, you know, I think basketball was great without it, and I think basketball is still great with the shot clock. All right. All right. That's what we got from from Kyle Sandy. Kyle, thanks so much for getting up this morning. Thank you, sir. Getting us all set for a great day of uh, high school basketball uh, here and around the metro Atlanta area and around the state. So thanks so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. See you. I'll see you in the gym. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> we should ask him which game. That's where he's going to be. I was going to say which game, though. You know, I don't know. That's he, what we should ask him. He them. might go to all of them. I don't know. A number of them. How does he get to all of them? Oh, man, man. Greek kazoo or something? You know, well, I mean, Hang you on know. a second. I need to hit the bell. Yeah, There's you're like up thing because people won't know. People won't know who you're talking <laughs> like, about. We got to stop doing this. Who? I got to stop doing who? this. Who? Old ancient references, man. We got we really. Uh, coming up, a very special guest at 740. want you to tune in for this. This is guy. He's a top prospect. He is what's next in Major League Baseball. Um, and we couldn't be happier to have him. And this is just the beginning guys you're going to try and bring on here. Absolutely. There's a wave of new new talent that's coming from our area that has made baseball their choice. They want to be great at that game. So we're going to hear from coming up in the Bre- 7 o'clock hour. The Breakthrough Boys. Yeah. That's what they're being called. Russell Baxter is also going to join us. But up next, we're going to talk to the local with Mr. Crenshaw. I'll be here too. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 